0: Welcome to it. Happy Saturday on Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Don't forget. Look, I know you're listening on Saturday, and this is just a. I I try to post a Saturday podcast just to help you through. Help you through a little bit. Help Help you through. Help yourself. Help you through a little bit. Help you through a little bit. Like for instance, today we're going to talk to. uh, We're going to talk to a local DFW doc. dr elizabeth thomas about uh vaccinations and uh what's what seems to be going on around the country and what's happening uh through kids and some of the eh, some of the stories we've heard about it and then we also are going to talk to uh, matt kibbe who was in town all week wandering around here looking for places to sit and i finally said come on in sit down matt we'll talk for a little while jeez couldn't get rid of the guy this week and so uh will what's his name of his podcast again K. V. on Liberty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to talk about that and talk about his other, with free the people free or the something. People. Yeah, Org. whatever. And uh, You know, whatever he's got going on. It's good to see him wandering around the building looking for a place he to always, sit
1: It's on. funny because when you saw him, he's just like a little lost kid. It's like, have you seen my mommy?
0: Apparently he thought mom was in here that day because I had to talk to him for, I don't know how long we talked, but he came in and sat down. I'm like, oh, well, you're here. Let's just talk, Matt. Go ahead. He does have a nice voice. I love his voice. All right, so for, I don't know, it seems like forever, we've talked about uh, vaccinations and if they're good, if they're bad, the anti-vax people are everywhere. People want to be able to uh, vaccinate their children. People want to say, I have the right not to vaccinate my children. And uh, I, I'm i kind of torn because I want, to, uh, I want to be able to do what I want with my kids. They're my kids. My if I kids, wa- my rules. Thank you. Thank you. My kids, my rules. And uh, however, it does kind of... Lead down a strange path when you start talking about illnesses and health. And so, uh, Governor Bevan from uh, Kentucky, and you're familiar if you've listened to this network a few times, we've talked to uh, uh, Matt Bevan a few times on this network. However, we've not talked to him about this particular subject. And he. Well, you have the Matt Bevan on?
1: Matt Bevan is here?
0: Uh, no, Matt Bevan is not here. He didn't show up. He didn't show up. Gonna say, uh, it, maybe he did. Maybe he's wandering around the building. Maybe you should go check. Uh, but he was uh, interviewed on a radio station not long ago and talked about taking his children to another household that had uh, the chicken box. And, you know, back in the day, uh, I can remember, um, you know, not so much when I was a kid, but when my parents were kids, um, they used to do that. Right. Uh, someone in the neighborhood would get sick, would have the mumps, would have the measles, would have the chickenpox. And you'd take your kids over there so that they would contract the illness and get it and be done with it and move on. And nobody thought anything of it. And this interview is kind of blown out of proportion, I think, uh, because they're thinking, oh, my gosh, what is he doing? And there's al- there's always um, there's always examples of children that were. Uh, Uh, Oh, they, we gave them the the chicken pox and then they got extra sick and either the worst possible thing happened. They passed away or they got really sick and almost passed away. So, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Thomas, who is a pediatrician here in uh, the DFW area, uh, is, uh, here to set me straight on vaccinations and I'm positive. She's going to tell me, yeah, it's your kids, your rules, but, uh, health is first and, uh, We want you to get all your kids vaccinated and feel good. Right, Doc?
2: Well, first of all, good afternoon and thank you so much for inviting me to your show today, Jeff. It's really an absolute pleasure to be here. No,
0: you haven't been here long enough yet, so we'll see if that finishes up.
2: (laughs) So the topic of vaccines has been one of great importance lately, particularly with this story that you just mentioned and also with the recent measles outbreak. Um, here in the United States, there have been 268 cases for so far in the U.S. And two in Collin County, which is not too far from us. I thought we had that cured. Not yet, unfortunately, because we've had a few kids and few families who have decided not to vaccinate. And so that's, right. so that's the problem we're talking right? about today. That can be a problem. So I am a pediatrician, but I'm also a parent. And when it comes to vaccines, on one hand, you do have the scientific evidence that vaccines have proven to decrease not only disease, but hospitalizations and deaths. But on the other hand, you do hear those stories. You do hear those stories right. of parents that are scared of this, this vaccine issue. So you have conflicting stories. And so what do you do? So as a parent, I can't ignore those stories. But as a pediatrician, when I see mounting evidence that vaccines is scientifically proven and has helped to decrease disease and hospitalizations and death, then I feel that it is safe to get those kids vaccinated. Okay, so
0: what is the, what, what is the uh, you know, there's always the stories of the people who didn't get vaccinated. Right. And uh, either get sick and, you know, end up really, really sick. But there's also the stories of the people who got vaccinated. I mean, there's always going to be ex- uh, exceptions to every rule, that's, right?
2: That's exactly right. And in this particular case, where the kids were exposed to the disease, they got immunity naturally. So it's right. called naturally acquired immunity. Whereas with the vaccine, you're getting the you're exposed to the virus, but you're also building antibodies not nat- not naturally but passively. And so in this particular situation, you can have where the governor decided to do it naturally. His kids. They did get it naturally, and fortunately, we're fine. Right. But there are situations where even a healthy child can have complications from getting it naturally. So we're talking about just healthy children. But what about the, the child that has is is post-transplant or waiting on the list to get a transplant or I mean, has congenital heart disease?
0: Okay, well, I understand. But are th- those parents are going to be the ones that are going to want their children vaccinated and taken care of the right. best they can be anyway, right? I mean, the-
2: that's true. But what if you have a child that got the disease and was next to that child that could not get vaccinated vaccine? Oh, you with have to beat
0: the crap out of them right
2: then. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you just that's, have
0: to just pummel them.
2: That's a problem. So a lot of times these vaccines are weakened viruses, but sometimes they're live. So for kids that are immune compromised, they can't get live vaccines. So they are compromised. They can't get those vaccines. So, for example, the measles, mumps, rubella virus is a live vaccine. So if you have a child that has not received that vaccine, gets the measles, and then it is exposed to a child that is post-transplant, that is immune compromised, then you have an issue where you don't have the whole community immunized, and that can spread disease in a community.
0: And that's where we get into uh, not long ago where the judge was what wasn't going to allow the children who weren't vaccinated back into the school, that's right? That's exactly right. Um, and it was really uh, torn between the health of those children and right. the health of others, right? Right. So, exactly. I mean, the days of taking your kids to, uh, you know, do the Matt Bevan way and uh, get, uh, you know, okay, these kids are sick. We're going to take you over there and you're going to get sick. That kind of went away when we started um, creating all the children in the schools getting vaccinated. It seems to me, you know, I remember the schools, uh, you know, getting the okay from the parents and uh, rowing everybody up in the in the gymnasiums. And you'd have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nurse Ratchet and the doc there with the giant needles. And they right. stick you a couple times and next, right. and you're moving on, right? right. So, I mean, and obviously, I, I guess we don't do that anymore.
2: Right. We, we just don't. And now what it is, is the schools want evidence that the child has either gotten the disease like chickenpox, right. or has gotten immunized. And so the idea is as a pediatrician and as a school system, you basically want to ensure the health of everybody not just one or two people, but you have the responsibility that everyone is safe. And that means if your child is not immunized and they're exposed to someone that has the disease, then you're running that risk of your child getting sick. And the reality is that a lot of these are life-threatening and can cause death. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure we're preventing that. But yes, you're right. Now we don't line up kids in the school gym for a big needle, but the schools are trying to ensure that they're keeping everyone safe. Should
0: we go back to that? Do you want it mandated? I don't. I mean, it really isn't mandated, right? They offered it and said the parents had to sign off on it. We're offering it. Uh, It's not mandated, but uh, your kid will never come to the school again.
2: Now, certain parents can sign waivers for religious reasons or for moral ethical reasons. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that everyone's safe. So in, in terms of being mandated as a pediatrician, what I do is I... Explain to the parent, I want to make sure that they're getting having an informed decision. So if they decide they don't want to vaccinate their child, then they're basically signing a waiver that they understand that the, the never risks, le-
0: they can never leave your office. <laughs> well, they, 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 they understand never the risk. Yeah. And
2: sometimes the risk is even death, but they understand the risk and they can sign off on it. So I respect the parents, but at the end of the day, my recommendation is that they do immunize their kids, but I don't force it down them because a parent has ultimately has to make the final decision, but I want to make sure they're making an informed decision.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. Now, in your practice, uh, you know, as you're seeing patients, what are the percentages, though, of that happening? I mean, I'm guessing that the overall percentage of uh, parents want their children to be uh, safe, want their children to be healthy and figure, eh, you know, give the kids the shot and let's right. move on.
2: You know, I, so I'm a pediatrician with Diamond Physicians in the DFW area. And at this point, it's very low. The yeah. percentage of patients that decide not to vaccinate their kids. Is fairly low, and many times we talk to them about it. So when they come in for their well visits, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about their concerns, and at the end of the day, I do respect their decision. But we do talk about it at subsequent visits. But yes, to answer so your question, ne- it's I mean, fairly low.
0: Never leave them alone, dear. We we You'd try not to. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah, it's your decision. But you know, right. you come back tomorrow. We're going to talk to you tomorrow.
2: Right? right exactly. Yeah. It's
0: sad. It's sad. So. How are uh, all right? Forget. The, all right, we, we want the parents to be safe. We want the kids to uh, not be safe. But how is uh, life with uh, uh, in uh, the uh, the Obamacare world for your pediatrician, land? How's everything going? You know,
2: going? It, our model is a little bit different where I work. So I recently joined a practice where it's based on the membership model. So oh, nice. You, yeah. yeah. So you the. Client basically pays a certain membership fee, yeah, and yeah. with that fee, they get unlimited visits, zero copay, zero wait time. They have access to me via text, email, phone calls. And so we've taken out the middleman, the insurance carrier. So it's just my me, the parent, and the child, and that's the way I feel medicine should be. That's and I think nice. in terms of what the government has tried to do, or even with Obamacare, I feel like we've gotten to the point where we've gone old school where it's just the doctor and the patient and we've cut out that middle person. So what we have is better healthcare outcomes and we have better care at the end of the day and lower costs.
0: So nobody can just walk can I just walk into your office and say, Hey, I'm here. I've got you know seriously, I've got this problem with my elbow.
2: <laughs> well, and I've got welcome. this
0: it's like a pinched nerve and it really makes this hand go numb, I've got a little problem. And if I have to be a kid, I'm a kid. You're a kid. All right, yes. All right, yeah. That's can right. Can you fix me? Can you help me? You know,
2: we yeah, we welcome you to come in for a tour. Oh, no, no, though,
0: you're not taking care of me now, though. You get we, a tour.
2: We'd love for you to come in, Jeff. We really <laughs> want to take chance. care of you. <laughs> so we welcome all patients to come in for a tour and hopefully they would get to sign up. We usually don't take walk ins, but we can and always work with the, the patients yeah. and work with the price range, and we're happy to help all the patients so
0: looking across around the United States these days, we hear stories and I read stories all the time mm-hmm. about uh, different outbreaks that are happening, and it seems like it's happening more and more it just now it might not be you know factually right. it probably isn't right, but it feels like it is. And it mm-hmm. feels like uh, I don't know something is happening, and something has to be done, right? right. Something has to be done. That's and exactly right. When when you look at it as a physician and in, in looking at it through through your eyes, what has to happen for us to I don't know? Maybe just maybe just feel healthy, right? Instead of I mean, we are healthy. Oh, my gosh, we're the healthiest people in the world.
2: Right. right. I think well, two things come to mind. First, I think it's important to ask questions, and I think a lot of The outbreaks that we're seeing is because of fear. And I think a lot of it's fear based where people don't, for example, want to be vaccinated because they're scared. And it's not based on scientific evidence, but more of stories and inciting fear into people. But secondly, I think it's also important to for good lifestyle make good lifestyle choices. And I think... Oh, our,
0: you speak to me? I, good lifestyle choices. That's You're talking my 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 talk there.
2: Yeah, I and mean, I think you know, even with kids, though, we, we try to drill it into them in terms of, you know, diet, exercise, and that kind oh, of thing. Oh, now you're speaking my
0: language. So, I mean, you can't get me out of a gym. <laughs> uh, that's just... <laughs>
2: So I think I think it's it's twofold. Like I, I what what I really want is for parents and families to be educated and to be right. informed and the best way to do that is by talking to their pediatrician or their physician. If you do Dr. Google, you're gonna be scared and you're gonna incite a lot of fear into Absolutely. people. Yeah. And but on the other hand, it's it's making those choices and trying to be as healthy as possible. But at the end of the day, we know that even healthy children exposed to life-threatening diseases can die and this is a healthy child right
0: that i mean that happens that's that's your uh, exception to every rule right right? i mean that that is going to happen although it seems that we want to not have that right i mean obviously we're fighting for that every everybody lives and nobody gets sick and all of that but uh in the in the in the big scheme of things Really, we need to think about the uh, the overall percentages rather than just the one minority. And right. I think still, I think a lot of times we get caught up into worrying about the minority,
2: right. And
0: you know, not seeing the not seeing the forest for the trees,
2: right? You're exactly um, right. It's pretty yeah. strange. Right.
0: So. Do we, do we mandate, we'll get back to, we'll get back to, uh, we'll get back to the vaccinations. Uh, you know, the, uh, are, are we, do we mandate it? Do we Mm -hmm. say, uh, if you are anti-vaccination, you're the one that's crazy, not me. Uh, is there, is there actually a, um, a good argument that the vaccinations cause Down syndrome, causes problems that we are not foreseen or not being told about?
2: Right. Good question. So as of now, there is no clear scientific evidence that vaccines do cause those kinds of things like autism, like Down syndrome. There's no evidence to back up and say that that's true. So at this point, in terms of trying to keep the community as well as possible, and because we've seen a reduction, a sharp decline in deaths and hospitalizations due to to vaccines, I would have to say that it would be wise to, but at the same time, respecting the parents and making sure that they are well-informed about what the vaccine is for, what are the complications that can come from it. I've been in practice for almost nine years I have never had a patient come back and say that they've had an adverse reaction that caused seizures, that caused brain damage from a vaccine. I've had patients come back and say they've had fever, soreness at the site. But that's in, in the, the si- disclaimer they that's get, a, right? I that's mean, a you, side you, you
0: read everybody the uh, the commercial disclaimer before <laughs> exactly. they leave the office, right?
2: Exactly. So I've had those minor things come, but and I've never even had a colleague to say that they've had a patient that had such a strange adverse reaction to it. So based on my On my experience and the evidence that's out there, I can't tell a patient that if you get this vaccine, and that's my duty as a doctor, is to make sure I'm keeping those kids safe. So if I felt that the vaccine I was giving them would harm them, I would not prescribe it because at the end of the day, I want to make sure that they're safe. So I prescribe it with the full faith that they're going in there, receiving the vaccine to keep them healthy.
0: So uh, are you a parent? I am. And do you uh give your children the vaccination? Yes,
2: sir, I do. They're fully vaccinated. Yes,
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that's uh you know, that's a, a little bit in your favor right. for the vaccination. I'll right. give you that, no problem. Right. So uh what's the last word? Do you really you're uh you're more into I want to give you the information, but the information uh is uh get vaccinated and right. uh and if you don't get your kids vaccinated, you're not leaving my office. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's your choice, right?
2: Right. So at the end of the day, my message would be try to get your ch- children vaccinated. That is my recommendation to get your k- kids vaccinated. I won't turn a patient away if they decide they don't want to vaccinate. I will hear them out. I will explain the scientific evidence behind it. I will try to reassure them, but I will have them sign a waiver saying that they understand the risk. And of they, not have, getting then vaccinated. they can't come
0: to the office when other people are there. Right.
2: Yes, exactly. right, And that's the great thing about Diamond Physicians actually is because it's a membership model. We have patients that are there for 30 minutes to an hour. So we don't have them waiting in the waiting room. So for the kids that are not vaccinated, it's actually to their benefit because they do sit in a waiting room that's clear of any other sick kids. I bring them back directly into the room and we're able to see them right away. So I do. I I really want to reiterate that I do respect those parents. And I understand that there is a lot of fear, but I feel that Sometimes the fear is not based on true evidence, it's based on stories that are scary. Right. And so I want parents to, to be informed to feel empowered they can ask questions, they can ask it 10 times and it doesn't annoy me because I want to make sure that they're making the right decision for their child because we've seen this sharp decline. I can't negate the fact that vaccines have saved lives right. and it's probably the number 1 thing that I'm doing to help save lives. So
0: I love that. Dr. Yeah. Elizabeth Thomas pediatrician here in DFW. Thank you so much sure. for stopping by. I appreciate it. Nice Thank to meet you. you. I appreciate it. It
2: was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: I mean, I appreciate you stopping by, Matt, but um, I don't see any... Uh, <clears throat> You didn't bring any booze. And I thought that you tell well, that's, me it's part of the stick. That's and,
1: the producer's fault.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm happy with blaming him. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with blaming Chris oh, Cruz. Always, no problem. Always blame the yeah, producer. I'm yeah. good with that. No problem. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Matt Kibbe joining us on uh, Chewing the Fat. Matt, I appreciate you stopping by. Good to see you again. I know yeah. you've been wandering around here in the building, uh, you know, asking people, hey, can you interview me about my new podcast? All right, fine. They actually locked me in last night. So I've been wandering the halls all, <laughs> all night. Yeah, well, they chain that front door now. Yeah, yeah. So once you're in, you're in, man. Yeah. If the security's gone, you're not getting out. It's uh, and and it's an amazing when you uh, first come here and you're here before security. That chain on that front door makes you feel like, hey, how come I can't get in? Yeah it's a it's really fun it's a good feeling but it's it's like it's probably like the firm
1: too because because i go way back with with the blaze and and glenn from pretty much day one yeah they they, you guys launched and and now i'm back so maybe it's like the the mafia or the firm or something (laughs) where you know once you're in yeah you're not you don't get out
0: you can't get out you don't get out and that's probably true i mean i'm sure you're not the only one feeling that these days yeah uh, as part of the firm so um all right, so you've got the new podcast. Let's get let's get business out of the way, and then I've got a couple things I want to talk to you about uh, outside of outside of business. So for uh, theblaze.tv.com, uh, we've got uh, we've got the Matt Kibbe podcast that we're that we're, we already launched. The last time we talked to you, you were just getting ready to launch. Yeah, right?
1: Kibbe on Liberty, and I think we're four or five episodes in now, and and we actually figured out how to use the microphones and what. And, really? Uh, we we didn't necessarily the first time. It was <laughs> maybe it was upside down or something. I'm not sure.
0: So, but you the last time we talked, you were cleaning out your garage. Yep. For the studio, so that's all done. I mean, it's the all garage, it's good the to go. Is
1: clean. It looks. It's it's amazing how beautiful it looks, and I feel so liberated because I had all that junk from right. thirty plus years of marriage, and it's
0: good to get rid of that. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's good to get rid of the wife, too. Yeah. It's a to to passing note, No, then no, no. I mean, she doesn't want to hear that, but Well, she's she's listening and she will come to your house and
1: <laughs>
0: I was just joking, baby. Yeah. I was just joking. It's okay.
1: You don't know my wife. She she doesn't mess around.
0: <laughs> so, uh, are you are you still are you still doing stuff with uh, uh free the people as well?
1: Yeah, so it's and and this I I view this as kind of a partnership in that, but but Free the People is Still about reaching young people who I call Liberty curious they don't they don't know that they that they they share some of the fundamental values that we have at at blaze TV Uh, they don't know they share um, basic instincts that that small L libertarians might have but but I want to I want to reach them with video and stories and stories about people that that are either doing beautiful things without the government involved or not able to do beautiful things because the government is involved, right. and just just sort of personalize that on an emotional level. Because you know, I'm I'm trained as an economist, and nobody, no no normal human being processes things in terms of incentives, cost benefits, uh, that, <laughs> the kind of stuff that I think what? about. Like, yeah, I'm I'm the weirdo. I finally come right. to terms with that.
0: Right. So I heard you tease uh, a little bit yesterday. Or the day before one of the, one of the days when you were wandering around the building and you were on uh, the news and why it matters uh you were uh trying to be optimistic yeah and uh teasing uh, a poll which does they, these polls do show up from time to time that makes you feel optimistic because it's like well these younger crowd that you're saying you want to reach once they get the information then they feel like oh you know i I guess I do like capitalism. I guess that is a good thing, isn't it? Uh, so, what, what, what did that? What? What? What's the latest poll that made you optimistic with that? So,
1: the latest one once again showed that that it's now uh, at the margin, slightly more people like socialism more than capitalism. Oh, and it's so hard to take. There's all of these these scare polls, and they absolutely. Um, show that but but the honest ones dig a little bit deeper and they start to ask young people w- what what do you mean by that what right is, it's not just being social yeah, on the yeah, internet what, what is what is socialism so you end up with these fundamental contradictions where they're they're pro-socialism but they're absolutely against the government owning the means of production that's crazy <laughs> and so, so you see wait that's the, you dig a little bit deeper right. and i think we're caught up in language and 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 capitalism has a lot of baggage. I think think young people think about Wall Street bailouts when they hear the word capitalism. And socialism is right. It's social. It's not. (laughs) It's not. It's not Mao murdering 65 million people. Right. Right. It's not Pol Pot uh, lining people up and and executing them. That's not. No, no, that's not. And thankfully, at least now. No, they would never want that. And that would be horrifying that that they would be horrified that if, if you even suggested as much.
0: Well thankfully in, in actually in today's world and, and it's not good for the people of uh, of Venezuela but thankfully for us at the same time that so much is being shoved down our throats as far as socialism goes we have such an example of how it doesn't work yeah. going on right now.
1: Yeah and you know I I've, I've read some and and I'll draw a bright line between sort of uh, progressive thought leaders and the, the the people that we're trying to reach because the, the thought leaders are still apologizing for Maduro and and uh, Hugo Chavez and the noble experiments in Venezuela and you know they blame US foreign policy they right. they blame capitalism they blame everything except the fact that so much power concentrated in one place is always devastating to people always 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 and it doesn't I don't care what you call it you could call it socialism fascism authoritarianism, whatever the ism is, concentrated power leads to really powerful bad people clinging to power by any means necessary. And in Venezuela, and the same thing is true in North Korea, uh, the same thing was absolutely true in Mao's China. Um, The leaders actually use food as a weapon. People are hungry enough, and the way that they ration food in Venezuela today is you gotta be loyal to the party. You gotta be loyal to the leader. And if you want to feed your kids, uh, by the way, we're not going to let you go to Colombia to do it. We're going to we're going to actually block you yeah, from doing can't that. Leave, can't leave it all. Uh, why would you do that? Like you do it because it's it's about fear and control, by any means necessary. And and why anybody would think that's okay. Um, <laughs> Boy, no kidding. Um, so I think I think you know the the world has turned against the the Maduro regime. And it is a teachable moment, but it's, it's tragic. And you hate to dig into I know. these stories because I know. You know, people are eating their pets.
0: Right. And, and people are doing things uh, to feed their families that they would never have thought they would do two, two years ago. Unimaginable and to uh, millennials or, or
1: Generation Z in this country. They, they can't conceive of a world where they couldn't just pick up and go to the store right. and, and get a meal. Right. It's easy. It's, it's a Why given. Why would you do that? Of it's course. It's a
0: given.
1: Um, so you have to sort of connect. Like we're, we're pretty lucky in this country. Things are pretty good. Yeah. And, and I go speak to, to people in, in Tbilisi, Georgia, for instance. I
0: love people in Tbilisi, Georgia. Huge. They are my favorite people on the planet.
1: Huge libertarian movement there amongst young people. And my theory is quite simple. They remember what it's like to live under a quasi socialist Soviet style regime and they don't want it again because they didn't have anything and they didn't have any freedom and they didn't, they didn't have any culture and they didn't have the right to speak up. And these, these are all things that we Americans just take right. for granted. But always. It's if, like we'll gravity. It's around around forever. It's just ours. Yeah. And no one's going to take that and like,
0: well, be the, careful. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, a, a couple things to uh, just lighten it up a little bit. I I know that, uh, you know, we're we're serious. We got Kibby on Liberty, but I have a couple of things. I noticed uh, one thing. Uh, one of the things that I am uh, that I I've done over the years working here at the blazes. I don't like to uh, uh, I've never told anyone my age ever uh then you know it's kind of been it's it's a running joke and it's a running battle that i'm 150 years old and everything and that's fine like like yoda yeah yeah but i didn't as i was uh uh looking up exactly uh, about free the people yesterday i noticed uh under the uh, matt kibbe heading that it has you down as uh being born in 1950. (laughs) <laughs> which would mean that you are 69 years old i've just lived a very now long i want life. to tell you something matt. You are, and i know this particular uh episode uh of chewing the fat and uh with matt kibbe is not on video but you're looking good for 69 bro you know
1: it's uh it's a healthy regimen of drinking and no sleep that that's ha- allowed me you to live you are looking long. good but what you're telling me, and, and hopefully this isn't the Free the People website, but if it is. No, uh,
0: it was not. it wasn't Someone's, not, it was just someone's a, fired. <laughs> um, no, I think actually what happened, and I, and I laughed about it because it definitely could happen. Uh, to, I know it's happened to me because uh, I've done it. Uh, I've made it happen. Is that uh, somewhere along the line, you typed in for whatever free thing to download on your email or whatever mm-hmm. you, that they asked you your birthday. And you went, 1950. And uh, and that has stopped. Oh, I do that all the time. Right. I'll type in like
1: 1901 or whatever. Whatever's the easiest thing to do in order to get into like there's there's all these stupid things like you go to beer websites or whiskey websites, and they're like, well, you can't go in here until you prove that you're you're 21. All right, I'm old enough. So I make up the most absurd. And I'm sure that's what happened
0: because the first thing that comes up here, uh, you know, is uh, Matt Kibbe and uh, born 1950. And I'm like, man, he looks good for 90. So you're saying that, you're saying that not everything
1: on the internet is true.
0: I I am actually saying that now. I wasn't. I was. I didn't start with that. I just was wanted to compliment you on how good you looked for 69 years of age. I have the
1: body but, of a 69 year old <laughs> and the brain of a 17 year old. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome. And it's it's a perfect combination.
0: So one of the uh, I know that you are uh, you know a, uh, a fairly. Uh, Big in the libertarian movement uh, in this country. And uh, one of the big uh, people that I've had on uh, my podcast is uh, John McAfee, mm-hmm. who yeah. is uh, fairly big in the libertarian movement. Yeah. But Dude. You two don't spout the same things, dude.
1: Ran for president.
0: I mean, um, he's running again, right? Yeah. I mean, he can't be in the U.S., but he's running again, and he claimed the last time I talked to him is that uh, his belief is that he just wants the platform, right? Yeah. He's not going to win, yeah. But how does that uh, affect uh, the rest of the libertarian
1: movement? Um, honestly, I don't. I don't think it helps, and I, I sort yeah. of. I sort of appreciate. Uh, you know, I've, I've spent. Some time just recently, last couple of years at the Big L Libertarian Party gatherings, and there's a lot of great people there and they, to their defense, they have a very democratic process. Uh, Anybody's allowed to come. And if um and there was a point when almost anyone was allowed on stage to present their point of view.
0: <laughs> we saw we all saw that.
1: And yeah, I remember the the, <laughs> yeah. the the fat dude stripping is was perhaps one of the most devastating moments in libertarian history <laughs> because so, yes. it was exactly the moment when people were like curious, like
0: Right. What? They they were all there. All eyes were there. Let's let's check I out know. these
1: guys. Um and the nice thing about that. Is that unlike the Republican Party, the last couple of Republican Party conventions uh, pre Donald Trump, um, when the the party machine tried to actively disenfranchise uh, Tea Party activists who had, who had played by the rules and, and gone through the process, mm-hmm. disenfranchise entire delegations of, of Ron Paul activists. There's something, and and let's let's pick on the Democrats too. The Democrats had super delegates that totally disenfranchised the yeah. Bernie activists. Yeah, they sure did. Um, at least the libertarian party is, is an open democratic platform. But I do think that as they get bigger and more interesting, they're, they're going to have to find uh, people that represent their brand that that can, can tell a, 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 an interesting story to, to people that don't know what a libertarian is yet. Right. And John's not that he's just, he's, he's like a
0: Crazy guy. Yeah. I mean, And he admits that. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, he owns he just, it. He, he loves it. Right. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I love, you know, his, some of his ideas are, are actually, you know, enjoyable to listen to when you talk about, uh, you know, he can't come to the United States, but he's still going to run and he's going to have people with masks and, you know, he's going to show up on the phone and he's going to talk to people. And, you know, that, that's funny. And he's going to try to get some of his ideas across. Although I think his ideas are being lost in all that craziness. But
1: you have I mean the, but to talk seriously about the the future of third parties, and, and I, I think that the libertarian Party should absolutely be one of those viable third parties the 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 two political parties I call them the duopoly, uh constantly gaming the rules against any sort of competition, and the one thing that Republicans and Democrats will always agree on is they don't want any competition. they don't want right. it from the green Party, they don't want it from the libertarian Party. They don't want it from independent candidates. They have a tough enough
0: time dealing it with it within themselves. And and by the
1: way, they get to set the rules um, at, yeah. the, at the state legislative level in terms of ballot access. In terms of the, the presidential debate commission, is that the people that decide are Republicans and Democrats? So so we're not shocked that they changed the rules such that Gary Johnson couldn't get on the stage. Right. Um, it's, it's tough. It's sort of a chicken and an egg thing where, where a party like the Libertarian Party needs to attract a really talented spokesperson who's willing to bet his or her political future on running third party. And until then, you're going to get sort of a, a grab bag of, of really interesting good people, uh, competitive people, and then sort of That's fringy awesome. people that, that are doing it for some other reason. Right, Like it's a platform, right? So, right.
0: Um, okay, so uh, what, what you're saying is that I shouldn't vote for John.
1: Are telling me that? Are you telling me I shouldn't vote for uh, John? I'm not, I'm not sure you should. <laughs> but that's up to you. I, I'm a libertarian. I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> um, I might judge you if you do the wrong thing, but
0: that's, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, that's certainly fine. All right, so Matt, I know uh, uh, M. Kimmy, uh, at M. Kimmy on Twitter, and your uh, uh, Kibby on Liberty. Right, that's the name of the Kibbe podcast. I, never, I don't know why I have a hard time because I keep wanting to say "kibby kibby with liberty" and it's yeah. not with, it's on. And uh, that's uh, you go to theblazeTV.com and uh, you can subscribe to that. I, I, it, do you have a special? Do I if, if I type in Matt or Kibby? Do I get a, like ten percent off or something? I don't, I don't think I got a discount code. What?
1: Because, because I'm worth that much more. Like you should you should actually oh, feel nice. good about paying full price for for my products. Nice.
0: And doggone it, I do. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. I didn't think the guy would ever leave. That uh, was nice to talk to Matt, and I, I love—he's a good guy. But uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, chewing the fat uh, for sure. Subscribe—that's all. Uh, really, everybody else wants you to rate and review, and that's why I came up with the whole go ahead and you know rate it twenty stars and review it best podcast ever, and then share with your friends, and you know just. Uh, It's an easy way to share. You just hit the share button, and then when your email comes up, you hit your address bar, and whatever the first name pops up, that's who you send it to. And you're just thinking of you, and you send them a a hit on the podcast. But really, all I care about is your subscription. The rest of it, let those other people worry about that. But if I'm going to be on my knees saying, hey, need to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, You just need to subscribe. Don't worry about the rest of the stuff. So what
2: you're saying is that you just want Ali to have the most reviewed podcasts in our network.
0: Come to think of it, you need to uh, rate and review. Uh, And that's that's most important to me. Other people want you to subscribe. I don't care about that. What I care about is the rate and the reviewing. Uh, For sure uh you need to rate and review and you need to rate it like i say 20 stars but you can do whatever you want and then you need to review best podcast ever but you could review however you want whatever you feel like coming to your mind but you need to do that and for sure like when you share it with your friends share it and then say thinking of you don't forget to rate and review hey that kind of kind of works doesn't it thinking of you don't forget to rate and review (laughs)